Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge the Cabragal clan of the Darug Nation, who are the traditional custodians of this land we are meeting on today. We also pay our respects to the elders, both past and present and future of the Darug Nation. Hey friends, welcome to our podcast, A Seat at Our Table. Candid conversations about our Asian Australian experience in the creative industry. I'm Wendy. I'm Tracy. We We saved saved you a seat. seat. Come Come join join us. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. We have a special one today. Tracy, do you want to introduce our very, very famous and special guest? Oh, okay, famous. Big, big, (laughs) big words. Today we have Kevin, aka Sydney Food Boy, on the podcast with us. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks guys, thanks for inviting me. No, we're really, really excited to have you here. One of our most famous friends, I would say. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy because I guess we've known Kevin a while now, like before... Mm. Sydney food boy. Like, mm-hmm. I went to primary school with Kevin. Mm-hmm. And then, how did you know Kevin? Um, I met Kevin at a year six mathematics, like, extracurricular um, after school kind of thing at Carmatta High School. Yeah. Yeah. That was so long ago. <laughs> do you remember it? I do remember it. Yeah. Like, we were so young, the teachers had to drive us from our school to that school. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. And I think, like, throughout, I just have just crossed paths with with you Mm. at like really random moments (laughs) yeah it's just weird how like the whole world comes full circle and now we're interviewing you on our podcast (laughs) yeah so for those who don't know kevin um we'll hand it over to you maybe you give us an introduction on who you are what your background is uh you know what's sydney food boy all about oh i always have so much trouble answering this i know (laughs) question eh? Uh, my name is kevin i'm 25 years old born and raised in southwest sydney which i'm very proud of and I'm a content creator in food. So I do YouTube, I do TikTok, I do Instagram, and it's all about food in Sydney and mostly Southwest Sydney. Yeah. Yep. And my alias, alias, yeah. is alias. Sydney Food Boy. <laughs> nice. How about like your like cultural background, your family, where did they come from? Um, my parents were Chinese Cambodian. Yep. So they're Chinese descent, but they were born in Cambodia, raised in Cambodia, and then they came to Australia after yeah. that. Yeah. Nice. And you speak Tiju at home, right? I do speak Tiju. And Did I know that you speak <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> fellow fellow Tiju speaker. Gagi Nang. Yeah, Gagi Nang. <laughs> I hope our, our You're Cantonese. right? Yeah, I'm Cantonese. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I hope there's, um in our fellow listeners, there's Gagi Nang as well. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there are. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want to tell us how Sydney Food Boy started and maybe the, the story behind it, if you have one? Oh, it's a long story. Um... I think I first came up with the idea of Sydney Food Boy when I was overseas. I was in Singapore. Yeah. Um, There's a very long story behind it, but (laughs) I somehow ended up in Singapore by myself solo. And there's not much else to to do in Singapore besides Mm. food. Like, everybody loves food in Singapore. And anyone that goes to Singapore comes back and talks about the food and say, oh, the food's amazing, right? So I was there, I was solo, and I was trying to figure out, like, what to do. Cause I had 10 days there by myself and I guess I was going through Google, right? I'm like, oh, best places to eat yeah. in Singapore, you know, and I was asking people, I'm like, oh, where, where do you eat? And like, what's your favorite place to eat? Mm-hmm. We're asking locals and things like that. We're asking, I have family there too. So mm-hmm. I was asking my family there and then, yeah, it ended up being like this whole 10 day food adventure. Wow. So yeah. good. Um, and the idea for Sydney Food Boy, I guess there's two factors to that whole trip that sparked it. Number one was when I was doing all that, I guess, research into what to eat every day, 
and I was reading people's articles. Like the same couple of people kept popping up, you know, on the internet talking about food in Singapore. And I was like, bro, this is so cool. Yeah. Right? These guys are like, surely this is a job for them, right? Yeah. And these guys are doing something that I would love to do, uh, which is, you know, just talk about food every day. And it's, man, I was like... <laughs> I was, I was like in a magical moment, yeah. I suppose. And then um, the second thing was going through 10 days of that. Yeah, it was very fun because, you know, all you do is like you're going around, you're exploring, you're, you're learning stories, you're meeting the people behind the food. Yeah. And this was something that I haven't had the opportunity to do very much mm-hmm. before this trip, I suppose, because you're always on like, you know, trips with friends. Yeah. And just, you know, doing whatever that the group wants you to do, which is very fun, of course, but this is the first time I had time to just slow it down and try different things that I'd like to do in traveling. Mm-hmm. And then I guess it was, it was an amazing feeling, right? <laughs> like it was such an amazing feeling. And I asked myself at the end of the trip, I was like, how do I make it feel like this every day I'm back home in Sydney? Because mm-hmm. this is such an amazing feeling and I never want to let it go. Mm-hmm. Right. And I guess on the plane trip home or like even during the trip as well, I kept thinking about it. I'm like, dude, <laughs> like you can either go home and go back to work, you know, your nine to five and that's that and just enjoy like traveling once or twice a year for your holidays or you can do something different like every single day. Mm. I was like, how do I make it feel like I'm traveling every day when I'm home at home? Mm. And this was the reason why I started. I guess. Oh, that's such a nice I got chills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it was such a, a poetic kind of way to enter your journey into what is yeah. Sydney Food Boy today. And I guess for our listeners, like by day you're an optometrist, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of like how does that differ from Sydney Food Boy? Oh, it's very different, I suppose. Um, I went into optometry because I really wanted to help people in one way or another. And it was a nice job, you know, like you're in healthcare, you're helping people to see and I thought that was beautiful as a job. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll aim for that. Yeah. All right. And it's still very good in that the thing I love most about optometry isn't even the helping people to see part. It's just, you know, meeting people, talking to people that you wouldn't normally talk to. And that keeps the day going. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's very cool, like in that regard. Um, but as a job itself, optometry is very, like I think of it as, as, a, as a very systematic job. Mm-hmm. Like you go through every single patient. Um, you know, what's their problem? How do you fix that problem? And you go through that in a systematic way. So a lot of people go into optometry and they get bored, actually. Mm. Right? A lot of my optometry friends that who graduated with, they're so mm, bored of their yeah, jobs right yeah. now because that's the only way they see it. They see it mm. in a systematic way. So it is a very systematic job. Um, it's very like do one thing and then the next thing and the next thing and like that's how you problem solve. Whereas... Sydney Food Boy is completely different. Like, it's just mm. on the other end of the spectrum. It's very, like, it's creative. Yeah. Right? And in optometry, it's very hard to be that creative. Mm. So I guess there's a lot of creative people stuck in a job that I don't like. Yeah. I love my job as an optometrist, yeah. by the way. I don't hate my job as an optometrist. I love my job as an optometrist. I love yeah. what I do. But, yeah. But, yeah, like, you do miss that creative aspect. Yeah. So it is very different in that way. You have like an outlet now to kind of do both, right? Optometry yeah. and then Sydney Food Boy. Yeah. Have you always been like a creative person? Yes and no. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the first time I was, like I realised I was creative. Uh, I think 
I didn't even like English back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then I had, a, I had a HSC teacher, right, in year 12 English advanced. Mm. And she made me love English. Mm. Like, it was just memorizing essays and stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm good at this, man. Like, not bad. <laughs> yeah. You know? I, was, I was doing creative writing stuff. and um, But still, I wasn't too creative. Like, mm. it wasn't anything big for me. Yeah. And I knew, like, coming out of high school, I just wanted to do optometry. Like, yeah. I wanted to get into that uni. I wanted to get through that degree. I wanted to get that job. And right. I was so, like, you know, uh, tunnel vision on that. Yeah. And then after I graduated um, out of uni, that's when, obviously, you have a lot more time to relax. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when you start your first year of your job, you're just like, oh, what else can I do? You know what I mean? Because yeah. you've really hit that goal that you wanted to, that you've been aiming for for the past, what, six, seven years of your life. Yeah. And, yeah, so you just sort of start doing things here and there. But still, wasn't doing anything, like, yeah. very creative until I started the food writing thing. Yeah. yeah. Have you, how about being, like, food? Have you always been a big foodie, even before that Singapore trip? I've loved food. Yeah. But I never thought to talk about it. Mm. Yeah. 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 Like, I used to love, I used to love traveling, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was one of those guys where, you know, every year, even during uni, you just go on like one, two, three trips as oh, much yeah. as you can. I remember your travel videos were always yeah. so yeah. good. Thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Kevin's editing on his <laughs> travel videos were like, well, next level. <laughs> yeah, just for context, I used to make, I used to go traveling like when I could. Yeah. And then I used to record everything on a GoPro. Mm. And I used to like make that into a little video for me to like look back and, you know, just memorize good times. Yeah. yeah. Like with my friends and family and stuff mm. like that. So it was pretty cool. Those videos are still up on YouTube. Just no one knows where to find them. <laughs> challenge right go find his travel videos he's actually a travel vlogger as well i actually really wanted to be a travel yeah vlogger. like dude i was so excited to do like some sort of traveling like that yeah in my life but it just never fell through and then it... food came along you know what i mean so well you could always expand right when, when the borders open sydney food boy in singapore yeah. sydney food boy in vietnam or i really whatever. want to actually yeah really give me like to. the next mark nguyen from Southwest Sydney, though. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin laugh from Southwest Sydney. <laughs> I think those are huge shoes to fill. Yeah. I think for me, it's just me doing something fun, man. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like because you're on TikTok and now that's the platform to make those types of fun videos? TikTok? Yeah. Do you, do you I feel think, like... Ooh, hard. I think YouTube is still the platform to, I guess, build a community. Yeah. Um, mm. Get to know people in a more intimate way like this. Yeah. TikTok is very fast. TikTok mm. is like, oh, you know, you'll see me for 10 seconds every day, every night, and then scroll. Yeah. All right. And like, how quickly can you capture that audience in that 10 seconds? Yeah. That's TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas YouTube, I love that you can, you have time to tell the story as well. Like when you interview mm. the, the store owners and yep. the, their story and the food. Like, I love that part of your videos where yep. you can talk to them and actually get the story that you never really... Like when you're eating food, you don't think about, yeah. oh, why did they open up this restaurant? What's the background yeah. on the food? So that's what I love with your videos, that you actually you. showcase that. Like it's really awesome. Yeah. 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 Appreciate that. <laughs> no worries. Um, were there any like pivotal moments or milestones in your journey with Sydney Food Boy that stands out? Like when did it become big or a thing, you know? Oh, I don't know. That's a very hard question. Yeah. Eh? Um, oh, I guess the first thing that I can remember where I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, um, like it's growing to be more than just like mm. a food Instagram was a journalist had uh, reached out Ooh. from a local Ooh. newspaper. Yeah. 
and I think it was under the Daily Telegraph anyway, so it, was in, it ended up being published in the Daily Telegraph. I'm pretty sure it was Daily Telegraph. <laughs> I think it was. I've got bad memory. I remember an article. I remember an article. We can somewhere. link it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, what the journalist said was they wanted to uh, write an article about what I was doing in representing Southwest Sydney. Because mm-hmm. I think at the time, and even still to this day, Southwest Sydney gets a a little bit of a bad rap mm. saying oh a lot of people think this is the worst part of sydney or it's just like not great and there's so many more like nice looking affluent areas in sydney but everything i was doing at that time and still to this day was like talking about you know how much diversity how much culture we have in southwest sydney you know how beautiful it is to live here and to have like these sorts of experiences that you can mm. make every single day yeah. yeah right and just like meeting new people trying new food and all that and there was a journalist that had picked up on that and they had really liked it. Mm-hmm. And she just wanted to interview me. And yeah, that was the first interview I did. And that was over the phone. But wow. from memory, that was the first time I felt like, oh, this could be big. You know, like yeah. I could keep going at this. Yeah. Yeah. And have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Did it, like, did your audience kind of grow from that? Like, was that a moment where it was like, oh, you know, everyone knows who you are. Yeah. <laughs> He's on the newspaper. He's made it. He's made it. Uh, it, yeah. it, didn't grow, it didn't grow heaps, yeah. but for me, it felt cool. Yeah. You know, like, that's a cool experience, man. Yeah. Like, having a whole article written about you mm. and, like, you know, your hobby at the time. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was cool, man. And at the time, I had only just started my YouTube, too. Mm. Like, I was on my second video or something like that. Wow. Yeah. That's massive. Yeah. I think it's it's a huge, like, more personal experience as Mm. opposed to like oh i'm only doing this to grow my followers which Mm. i think is like the best part of it um do you think your audiences like on youtube and on tiktok are different oh very different very different youtube is uh i guess a lot more local people who Like, falling back on other, you know, food creators. A lot of mm. people were like me too. We love watching people like, you know, Mikey Chen, Mark Waynes. Yeah. Um, the, the Best Food Review Show and all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, these guys are funny as. Yeah? <laughs> like, they're, they're, they're top of the top in this yeah. sort of space, you know yeah. what I mean? And, like, we grew up watching them. Um, and I guess what I was doing, a lot of the local people were like, oh, look, this guy doing stuff for Sydney, man. Like, it was cool. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. And a lot of people still like, hit me up and say hi and stuff um to this day like they catch me eating at a restaurant or whatever and they'll say hey man you're the mikey chen of like you know sydney and <laughs> what I, a compliment yeah right? and i'm like yeah. that is a massive compliment because yeah. like i don't i don't see myself at that level at all yeah. i'm just i'm just eating bro yeah, yeah. um so kevin what do you want to showcase about our community like southwest sydney what's your is there a mission that you have showcasing this area i think i find it like really fun because i grew up in this area mm. and i think everyone else in this area you know and we all grew up together we all have all these memories that haven't really been told yeah Mm. like just things about growing up in the area things about you know having parents that a lot of immigrant families around here of course Mm. and yeah like we all have these like shared experiences it sort of in a way it reminds you of when subtle asian traits first came about Mm. even though that's very big and yeah not in melbourne anymore but (laughs) like you know when subtle asian traits came about in on facebook people would post something and say, oh, look, my family does this, and then everyone would like it, right? In some way or another, like, I get that feeling a little bit too anytime I post about something because um, I found the thing I love, I love about writing about food is I draw back on memories. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what does this food mean for me? Particularly Asian food, of course, because we grew up eating that. 
And anytime I write something on Instagram or on a food blog um, about a memory about food and how I relate to that, oh, you should see the messages, man. Like, there's such Aww. nice messages. Yeah, just people <laughs> messaging me. They're like, oh, you know, I had this exact same experience or I went there when I was a kid mm. and, like, this gave me that memory again and thank you. I'm like, bro. Oh, that's yeah. so heartfelt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. doing that, like, that makes me very happy. Yeah. It keeps you going, hey? Mm. Do you do you feel like you could ever do this, like, full-time, seeing, like, kind of rewards that are coming through? <laughs> I, I reckon I could. I reckon at the moment, like right now, yeah. I could drop optometry and do this full time. Really? Yeah. 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 Like it's it's gotten to a good point, but I still love optometry. So right. <laughs> I, lo- I love practicing, you know, in the optical space and, mm. yeah. you know, yeah, seeing people's eyes and things like that still to this day. So I don't know when I'll <laughs> make that transition yeah. or if, but yeah, I can. It's yeah. an option. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. definitely an option, which is very cool. Yeah, that's yeah. really awesome that you have that. Yeah. Like, you've got two loves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You've got the best of both worlds, so. Yeah. I think that's, that's the best thing, right? Mm. Yeah. With your, um, you know, you mentioned, like, your food writing. Mm. Did your love of storytelling come from somewhere? Like, a particular place? With the food writing, um, when I first started Sydney Food Boy, it started off, like, a regular blog. Mm. Like, I was eating something and then I was posting a picture and saying, oh, this is very cool, very yummy. I like this, right? <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, 10 out of 10. Yeah. No, I never, I never did the ratings and things like yeah. that. It's just like, oh, I really like this food. And then over time as the post went on and Instagram back then, for context right now, it's very like video heavy. Like anytime mm. someone posts a short form video, like a reel, it gets pushed a lot. And uh, like photos and written posts aren't getting pushed very much anymore. Mm. So there's a lot of transition happening on Instagram right now. But two years ago, it was very photo heavy, photo centric. Mm-hmm. And anytime I would write something, it was yeah, it was cool because like when I started writing about memories and stories and not just about whether or not the food's good, but more about asking the audience, have you tried this food? You know, um, this is where this food comes from. For me, I was doing research too, right? I was learning about the food I was eating mm-hmm. after I had tasted it in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and I had related everything that um, I had learned by, you know, for example, talking to the other people at the restaurant eating the same food or talking to the owners of the restaurant and what their passions are and just like collating all of that into mm-hmm. a written piece mm-hmm. underneath all the photos about the food or photos of the food, sorry. Yeah. And yeah, like it just became a bit of a, for me, it became art. Like I really liked it and I liked doing it every night and I would come home from work and I would write a new piece every day and it became like just something ongoing for me. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Mm. And the, the more you do it, the more you, like, you get better and better, right? Because just yeah. Yeah, mm. finding yeah. ways to push it more creatively. and yeah. 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 Is there a particular creative process you go through with like writing versus editing videos for... TikTok versus YouTube and Instagram <laughs> and Instagram, like all the platforms. I think the crazy thing about all that is, is every platform is very different, mm-hmm. like extremely different. Um, and a lot of the time I do lose balance a little bit. Like for example, right now in, uh, what's the month? <laughs> Even April. April. <laughs> now it's April. Yeah. It's early April, 2022. Yeah. And I haven't posted a YouTube video in like a month because I've been so out of balance. Mm. right um and i really need to get back into it of course and like that's on me but um yeah with youtube it takes a lot of time because you have to go out there and film and all that 
if I go and eat at a restaurant and film everything, it might take about two hours roughly. Mm. But the editing process for that YouTube video might take about 13 hours. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah like a whole day pretty much. Yeah. Right. So I had a system last year with YouTube where I would go out to eat something. I would come home and then I would edit the video of where I ate the week before to get a weekly mm-hmm. video going. Uh-huh. But then... I lost that balance. <laughs> to be yeah. Yeah. So that's YouTube. YouTube is, you know, quite a lengthy process, but it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I know people who do edit YouTube videos at a lot, like a much faster rate. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous, man. Like <laughs> it takes time though. Yeah. I I edit YouTube videos as well sometimes, and yeah. it's just like every little thing, right? The music, and yes. then like you make one cut here, and you have to redo the entire yes. sequence and everything. Yeah. yeah. And I was using like a crappy laptop at the time too, mm-hmm. and. Oh, yeah. it was a lot, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, TikTok is different in that it's short form. Mm-hmm. So it is quite easy or well, relatively a lot easier. I might spend maybe like 30 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. editing a YouTube, uh, editing a TikTok video, sorry. Um, but yeah, it was for TikTok, it was a long time before I found a good template. Mm. Right? Because if you go on to TikTok right now, you'll see a lot of people just, you know, chuck a lot of videos into the app and let the app do the stitching. Yeah. And like over some funny music or whatever. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing attacked. <laughs> Personally attacked. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah. But yeah. it was like, oh, you know, how do I separate, separate myself as a creator on TikTok from um, the rest of the pack? Mm-hmm. You know, because if I just create all that stuff and then, you know, just have some voiceover or that, you know, the lady voiceover. Yeah. Look at this, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, I know exactly yeah. which one, yeah. Then, then you're just, you know, um, following along with everyone mm, else. Yeah. Whereas it took me a really long time to even be comfortable enough to do like a voiceover, mm. right? Voiceover over videos and then like learning how to, like how many seconds each video clip should be and this, that. And yeah, yeah so that took a long time, but now I've found that it's easier mm-hmm. and then for me instagram and like taking photos and writing it got to a stage where i don't even think about it yeah like, i'll sit there and write something and then i'd come out and be like oh and that's nice you know <laughs> I, I like reading what i just wrote yeah yeah, yeah. um for me it became i guess you could say meditative mm. what is your favorite video to make and why or what was one of your favorite videos to make and why i think it was the video on youtube called best cheap eats in cabramatta mm-hmm yeah, man, like from that video, I had so many comments, um, just people around the community, like commenting things like, oh, I ate here when I was growing up in Cabramatta or, you know, anytime my family would take me to Cabramatta, I would come here. This is my family's favorite place. This is my brother's favorite place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just cool, man. Like just seeing like a community come together over one video. Yeah. And I think for me, when I made that video, that's what it was all about. Like it was never to... I didn't, I never intended for that video to blow up, but it did. Like, it was very cool. Like, people were messaging me, like, friends that I knew at uni and high school and stuff. And they're like, hey, dude, you popped up on my uh, my YouTube recommendations. That's When did cool. you do YouTube, man? Like, <laughs> yeah. So that was very cool. But I think the reason for that is there were so many likes and comments on that video of, like I said, like, people from the community just, like, wanting to share their own version of a story um, from one of the places I featured in that video. Yeah. And it was amazing, man. Like, I yeah. loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, best cheap beats, I suppose. It was just a little challenge thing for me just to run through a couple of these restaurants. But 
there were definitely like places that I ate at as a kid, you know, yeah. um, childhood where my family would take me, where I would go after school. Yeah, I was going to say, it took me back to after school and, you know, you yeah. didn't have a lot of money as a student exactly. and, like, Caramada exactly right. was a place to go. Yeah. yeah, and just, like, buying things I loved as a kid, like, and I think people saw that in the video, which is very cool. When when I was making the video, it was, yeah, like like I said, it never I never intended for it to be a big video or anything. For me, you know, having had 15 videos down on YouTube already, I wanted to make a video which was more like a shout-out to everyone that grew up around me, mm. like everyone that grew up in the Cabramatta area, and just like, you know, tell our story. Yeah. I, I felt that. I felt like the that felt like the heart of Sydney Food Boy for me. Like that, one of those videos, like, <laughs> oh, like you know, this is one of the reasons why you could tell why you were passionate about what yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's a video that means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I think just going by all the comments I got on that video, it definitely did the job. Yeah. And yeah, it definitely means a lot to like have everyone to just even the comments and stuff and yeah like just seeing people's parents messaging and stuff yeah and it was um it was very cool like it transcended generations yeah and i say that meaning like even people's older brothers in the generation before us for example even you know 10 years above us 10 years below us as mid-20 people right now like they were having the same experiences now and you realize that our childhood experiences the ones that i'm trying to like tell in that video aren't just our childhood it's everyone's childhood mm. like anyone who grew up in Cabramatta or surrounding areas yeah and had been to Cabramatta before yeah. and we're from asian immigrant families or even non-asian immigrant families like we all had the same experiences and um just memories of Cabramatta yeah man it was cool yeah and, like that's i think that video was the one that connected me to a lot of people in the Cabramatta community alone yeah even like uh, councillors and the mayor and stuff. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. Or the Damn. deputy mayor, sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, like That's what awesome. you said, I, I think like, it's like almost like a thread or a bigger piece of fabric, you know, that kind of forms Karamata. Like there's so many memories attached to that place and so yeah. much significance or generations, different people have different experiences with it. It's like a really beautiful like, mm. thing. 100%. Yeah. 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 So that definitely to me is probably my favourite video. Mm. Ah, oh, shout out to Brian Nguyen Edits, you know, my oh. video editor, man. Nice. Ah, uh, I couldn't have done that video without him. He's, he's very good. Go, Brian. <laughs> yeah, go, Brian, man. If you guys need a video editor, Brian Nguyen. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. What are the best and the worst parts of being a content creator? And do you have any, I guess, tips for people who want to get to where you are? Uh, the best part... Man, I don't know the best part. <laughs> the best part is just, like, overall, it's very fun. Right, because everything you're pushing or everything you're letting out into the world is all your own work. All right, and um, a lot of the time you get lost in, you know, just the daily motions of I have to put this video out, I have to put this post out. But every once in a while, you'll you'll um, you know take a breather and then you'll look back and look at all the content you've created mm-hmm. and be like, wow, like this is my portfolio in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Ever since I started, like, look how much I've created. And that's a very cool feeling. Um, so I think that, to me, is probably one of the best things. Mm-hmm. And the second thing I would say is the best thing is uh, just the people that you meet along the way as well. Because uh, life is so much more than um, doing things yourself, mm-hmm. right? Um, and how boring a life it would be if you don't meet other people and just, like, see what other people have done with their lives mm-hmm. and try to build on that and learn from that yourself as well 
not just in the food space, but just everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen that and I've learned that over time, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the worst part is, I don't know, man. <laughs> the worst part is, I guess, it's not even bad, but just the constant flow of it. Like, it's hard to take a break mm-hmm. um, because you're always, like, for me particularly, like, I'm quite uh, harsh on myself in that I need to put this out every day. And if I don't, then I haven't hit my goal. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Kev, why didn't you do that? You know, yeah. but over time, I've learned to just like, you know, let myself relax a little bit, you know, because um, it's healthier to not look at yourself in a negative way and just mm-hmm. be proud first and foremost of what you've done and um, enjoy the process. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to burn yourself out and then, you know, yeah. long term damage or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 How do you come up with the ideas for your content? Like, which restaurants to eat at and, you know, what type of content you want to produce? Uh, uh, I guess, like, the the basis behind Sydney Food Boy is to get people eating and exploring food that they haven't eaten before. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, for me, it's just always been about just going out and finding something new and then writing about it, um, not just about the food, but, you know, the story behind it as well. And, yeah, like... I guess it just comes naturally, I suppose, because if you go out to eat something new, like there's always something new to learn about the food. There's always a new experience there. And yeah. you just talk about that. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I always thought Southwest Sydney, the food scene was like Vietnamese, Chinese, like kind of generally <laughs> Thai food. I mean, I mean, that's where we live. Yeah, where we live. And then yeah. the restaurants that you go to, it's like, I've never been like seen this place in yeah. the area. And I've been yeah. living here my whole life. Yeah. Just crazy. Fairfield, right? Yeah. Like you've picked just, out a, yeah. a lot of... Really I've been doing a bit of Fairfield lately. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's close and I've been working there. Yeah. Like one day a week. Mm, yeah, so I'm like, see. Yeah. So in my lunch break right now, like at work... Um, I should only have half an hour of it. <laughs> Sometimes I come back like five or ten minutes late. Yeah. But what I've been trying to do is if... When I first started working at uh, Fairfield, I would go around Fairfield and mm-hmm. see what's busy and just join that line. Right. But I think I've you know gone past that because I've hit all those restaurants now. Yeah. So now what I've been doing is I've been going like just out on the street. I see someone and if they know how to speak English, I just mm-hmm. ask them like, hey, where would you go for lunch like right now? Mm-hmm. Wow. I'll just ask random. Yeah. You know, and some guys are really nice. They're like, oh, what do you like? You know, you like kebab? You like sandwich? What do you like, man? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, kebab sounds cool. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, you have to go. There's two restaurants here. You know, there's one right next to us and there's one over there, but I like the one over there. And then I'll just go to wherever they tell me, man. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that's a really cool way of finding new places to eat. That's true. I really like yeah. that. Asking the locals and asking yeah. the people around, right? Because like, what do you do when you go traveling, right? You um, ask people, yeah. You ask people yeah. local. That's true. Like, why don't you bring that sort of uh, notion to Sydney? Yeah. I was just going to say that. I was like, when I'm overseas, I feel a lot more confident in myself or kind of at ease when I ask people, Yeah. hey, like, where would you go to eat? But then in Sydney, I don't do that at all. Isn't it weird? Yeah. yeah. And I, I think like... It was weird for me too, right? Yeah. yeah. You feel so uncomfortable doing it, but I think um, it happens in such an organic way mm-hmm. and... These are things that you're not going to find on Google reviews no. or anything like that. Yeah. And I think that's the way we find food right now. But I've never, it's never even crossed my mind to just hit up someone on the street and be like, hey, yeah. what would you recommend? And yeah. I think I only had the, uh, the bravery to do that because I've done that before. Like in Singapore, for example. Mm-hmm. Right? I know that I can find a good place to eat or something new 
just by asking someone. Yeah. So why not try that technique in Sydney? And it worked, man. Like, it's cool. Yeah. So I do it every once in a while. Like and that. sometimes I find places like that. Yeah. yeah. I might try it the next. I like we'll, that. We'll have to try that. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to try it. Yeah. And when you go in, like, and you're filming content in the restaurants, are most of the restaurant owners, like, pretty okay with that? Oh, it depends. Sharing, sharing their story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, depends. it depends what I'm filming for. Yeah. Like, if it's uh, TikTok, for example, I can film with my phone very naturally right. to the point where they don't even know I'm filming. Mm. Right? Yeah. Um, with YouTube, it's different because with YouTube, I'm lugging around a camera. Yeah. So, I do ask for permission uh, from the owners of the restaurant and a lot of the time you ask staff by accident instead of the owner yeah. uh, okay. and then the staff gets very shy and they're like oh no 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 <laughs> they call they you know go into the kitchen and tug someone back out yeah. and like hey you ask him and all like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so sometimes you get those um situations yeah. but most of the time everyone has been pretty nice mm. like mm. yeah you gotta ask with a smile you know yeah yeah, yeah so they know okay. you're coming from a like a friendly manner yeah and then yeah like the getting people to talk about their story is a little bit harder because right. um, not every restaurant that I go to is like English adept in that. Mm-hmm. Like they can mm. tell a whole story in English, you know, and I'm not about to film something in a different language and try to translate, translate it because that's yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's very hard. I've done that once and oh man, it was Chinese. Yeah. And I don't like, I can't read Chinese at all. Right. So I was asking my Chinese friend yeah. to translate it for me and, you know, I didn't want to do that every single time. So mm. I do pick and choose like, which videos have places where I ask them to just tell their story a little bit mm. and then which other restaurants I try to tell the story for them. Mm-hmm. But I always like, you know, getting them to tell their story because it's a lot more natural Yeah, and they know what they're talking about. Yeah. Whereas sometimes I'm just there like, oh, yeah, this, that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually just, like, thought that, um, you know, Humans of New York? Mm, I love I that. I feel like you oh, are the same type of producer but for like food in sydney yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're the equivalent which i, I love think humans so in new york yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the way that they tell stories i think feels like it's very similar to how you talk about food and mm. the owners and the culture and, and thanks man yeah. yeah that's a massive compliment <laughs> <laughs> it's just like sharing stories that you don't you're not used to hearing like you yeah. never take the moment to even ask like, the thing i love about story. humans of new york is yeah. they're Oh, how you say? Like they don't even tell the story. Like the person, the content creator doesn't tell mm. the story. It's completely based on the person. You know, they ask the mm-hmm. questions to, and they just like rewrite it in a way and take a nice photo. But it's like, yeah. like getting people who have never told their story before to tell their story, and I love that about that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's mm. like giving them a platform to say tell yeah. the story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, great. Mm. But I also think that like so much story can be told with like a dish itself right like food so i think that's why i made the connection it's like they're not really telling you their story with words but just like how they prepared a dish Mm. which i think is the most incredible experience and for us i think we we've been very privileged that we've just you know we go in we eat and then we leave Mm. but i feel like i hope after you know our listeners hear you i know for a fact after this episode i want to make more of an effort to do that it, it kind of reminds me, like, yeah, when you're overseas, you're always asking. I feel like I'm more brave. I'm like, oh, why? Like, what? what's the meaning behind this dish? Like, why do you do this? Why? 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 Like, what's the background between behind the restaurant? But, yeah, yeah. like, in Sydney, when we're at home, I don't even, like, think about it. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. Have you learnt um, anything super interesting in exploring, like, the food scene in southwest Sydney? Like, has anything surprised you? Um... Not really surprised. 
uh, more so just I guess bewildered by like how much culture we really have right because when you grow up it's uh, like you, you are in your own space and us three we all grew up in the Cabramatta area yeah. and like when someone said Southwest Sydney I'm like okay like this is Southwest Sydney yeah but man um, there are a lot of places that you can go in Southwest Sydney alone where you can just pop in Actually, this is a surprise. Here we go. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you can just pop into a random suburb and don't bring your phone. You know, just go walk around and just walk around in the streets and, you know, into the alleyways and into the plazas and find these, like, cool businesses feeding or serving a community that you've never heard of in Sydney. Wow. Yeah. And, like, Fairfield, to tell one story, is, like, a very highly, like, you find a huge community of Iraqis, Assyrian um, and even if you walk around, uh, just Fairfield, the main streets of Fairfield and in the alleyways, uh, alleyways, once again, um, you'll find all these small businesses that you've never heard of and you have no idea. It's not on Google at all, but they're packed, like they're packed with people, families, like from that community, just going in and you're like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> this is in Fairfield, yeah. right? Yeah. Dude, we grew up in Cabramatta. That's like five minutes from Fairfield. And it's a completely different scene. So yeah. The diversity is just like, yeah. yeah, different. And that's just Fairfield, right? Yeah. Like, what if you go to Penrith, Blacktown, yeah. Granville, Guildford, like everywhere. I'm just naming places on the, the, the train On station. the train line? <laughs> Nora. <laughs> the train line. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. next station's Yenora. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you just keep going. Like, even Yenora, like I'm sure if you look hard enough, you'll find something cool in Yenora, mm, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, just these random odd places. And... I guess in a way you think, oh, why would you start a business here? Because it's not very uh, busy. Like no one knows that you're here. But it's cool. Like to me, if I find a business like that, tell this story, man. Like it's it's awesome to learn and to help support someone like that along their way. And yeah, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I know exactly what like alleyways you're talking about in Fairfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I used to go there like as a kid all the time. Yeah. But I think like maybe last year I just went to visit the Vinnies there mm. and it had been years since I'd walked into the alleyway and there was it was like a shopping arcade and there was like several stores yes. selling spices. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. Groceries, I think, particular for like Iraqi and Assyrian type yeah. of groceries as well. Yeah. And I think I like thinking about it now. Like I didn't even give it a second thought. Like I kind of just walked past, and it's a whole new world in there. And it's like you wouldn't even know to go there to buy groceries unless you lived in the area. And mm. I think the same thing applies to Kamrata, right? Yes. And I think it's the same with restaurants as well. Like a lot of people don't know where all the like good places mm. are in in Cabra or like what each of the restaurants mean for us who have grown up here yes. all the time. Yep. Or what our, like, preferred, like, pork roll story is. Yeah. Like, like, our own first The nuances in each neighbourhood yeah. is, yes. yeah. 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 Do you uh, have any um, underrated recommendations? Oh, in... Southwest Sydney, maybe? In Southwest Sydney. I've been really enjoying... Like, we love Asian food, you know, so mm. I could give you any Asian food recommendation. Most people would know anyway, but yeah. I've been really enjoying, like, Middle Eastern food lately. Um, like we're talking Afghan cuisine, Iraqi cuisine, because there's a out of all the Sydney, like all out, out of all the cities I've been to, I think Sydney, like as multicultural as it is, has a very high density of the Middle Eastern community, like more than a lot of places around the world, mm. right? And that means there's a lot here in Sydney that we can find if you look hard enough. 
yeah, like, so you can find, like, kebab restaurants, particularly, like, just things cooked over charcoal. Yeah. And there's a, there's a guy I follow on, um, on Facebook and YouTube. His name is Drew Binsky. Mm-hmm. And I watch some of his videos sometimes, and he's not a food traveler or anything. He's just a traveler. Like, he recently hit every single country in the world. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and he vlogged it, right? That's and, crazy. Yeah, and he's, like, at the moment, I think he's in the Middle East. And he'd just go to a random street in the Middle East and, like, see what food they're cooking. Mm-hmm. And it just amazes me that like, you can do that in Sydney too. Like, of course, it's, like, 10 times, 15 times the price here. Yeah. <laughs> being Sydney prices. But you can, like, he's, that guy's there in the Middle East, like, around, like, halfway across the world, right? Um, and he's eating the food that I can find here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that to me is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So, like, underrated things would be, like, uh, Afghan cuisine, I think, is quite underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two restaurants I usually go to for that. One is Kabul House in Maryland, mm-hmm. and the other one is Kebab Al Hojat. Mm-hmm. I said that in a Chinese way. My bad. <laughs> um, I think they're owned by the same people, actually, but oh, one's okay. more like a takeaway kebab ish thing, and the mm. other one's like a sit down restaurant. Yeah, we've got to try it. Yeah. I've never really had Afghan food. Yeah. So, Neither. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy because a couple of years ago there was that whole HSP like trend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now that's died down. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, you're mentioning all these like restaurants again. Yeah. And thinking about it, I haven't had like a kebab in ages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, another one would be the one I found the other day going back to you know, those guys I was talking to in Fairfield asking, you know, where to go for lunch. Um, and this one's Al Diafa. I think it's called Al Diafa Al oh, Iraqi. I saw this video from TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Fairfield. Yeah, yeah. And this place does Iraqi style kebabs. Mm. And it's very cool because, like, like growing up, we knew kebabs as Turkish kebabs yes. or Donna kebabs. Yeah, exactly. Like, and you try all these different types of kebabs, and you can see the different uh, styles and techniques in you know how they make the kebabs and the flavors and the spices they use. Yeah. So eating like. Um, uh, Afghan style kebab is very different from eating Iraqi style right. kebab. Iraqi style kebab is very tender. Like they use, I think, a lot more fat in the the meat when they push it all together. But yeah, it's cool, man. That's um, cool. You're learning heaps. Yeah, I'm learning lots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you balance money, your wealth, and health with all the food uh, that you eat? <laughs> <laughs> very good question. <laughs> health is hard. I've been. I've definitely been gaining weight. Mm-hmm. I think anyone would if they were eating big portions and stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah. um so i've definitely been trying to hit the gym a bit more uh but i realized it hasn't been working because i eat more than our gym well at least you're <laughs> still, right so still doing yeah so i'm starting to do a little bit more cardio so, mm-hmm. i guess um yeah it's that you know just looking after yourself a bit more and just being a bit more conscious to not overeat every single day of the week yeah um it's hard man like food is great you know like you if there's so many it. options out there <laughs> yeah, right? right yeah uh wealth is okay for me yeah uh, because you just got a budget man like mm-hmm. you just know oh, this week i'll spend this much on food and yeah like it helps to i guess make money from sydney food boy in some way or another like sometimes i'll take uh brand deals for example i make a little bit on ads on youtube yeah. for example and then that money is just my play money like i'll just use it mm-hmm. to buy food Yes. Yeah, reinvest. Yeah. Reinvest. Yes, reinvest. Yes. Yeah. 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 So for me, that's cool, like, to even have the opportunity to earn a little bit of dosh, as little as it is. Like, it's still money that I can use towards buying food yeah. again. So it's cool, man. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's not too bad. So I'm not dipping into my salary as uh, in optometry in my traditional mm-hmm. career as much as I thought I would. Right. So it's like almost like self-sustaining itself, like Sydney Food Boy. Now, yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Do your parents or your family know about Sydney Food Boy? Yeah. <laughs> what do they think of it? My dad reckons I'm an advertiser. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Like he doesn't understand. Yeah, he'll put up a video. Uh, I'll put up a video and then he'll be like, oh, you're advertising for this place. <laughs> Did they pay you? And I'm like, nah. Yeah. He's like, why do it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's yeah. like, why would, you, why would you advertise for this place without getting paid? And I'm like, it's all right, dad. Like, it's yeah. just for fun, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then every time I would put up a new video, he'd be like, oh, you know, he would show someone else, look what my son advertised for this time. <laughs> <laughs> that's so Aww, funny that's yeah. so sweet though yeah that's so classic of like asian parents right it's yeah. like you don't do something unless you get like a reward for it <laughs> yeah. in monetary value yeah, yeah um but then they show their love through other ways like him showing other people yes. what you do yeah, yeah yeah that's a sign of love which is great yeah, that's yeah. it yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. when did they first find out about it or did they always know um i think well, first time I showed my parents, I was just like, "Hey, look, I'm doing this," and they're like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I popped up on their YouTube, and they're like, "Oh, oh really?" Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, so that's the advertising that you're doing." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So misunderstood. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. Um, my girlfriend's parents love it. Like they watch Aww. it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The cool thing is, like, I'll get I'll get people I know, like friends, and their parents watch videos like my youtube videos oh yeah. that's cool and they'll take photos of their parents like you know on the couch yeah. just watching my video i'm like that is cool man that's really oh, really that's cool so sweet. especially mm. that you can relate to an older generation as well like yeah. and it's not just young people it's yeah. like your parents can also relate because yeah. they grew up in this area yeah. or they live migrated to this area yeah. a lot of people have asked me to do a video and teach you oh you should yeah. i would show my parents that they would love it <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe oh that's a good it. idea yeah i don't know where you could find digital cuisine though what is digital cuisine? It depends what type of digital you are, right? <laughs> That's true, because I'm Vietnamese digital, so... Yeah, and I'm Cambodian digital. Yes, it's cool. Oh, yeah. I learned something new today. Yeah. <laughs> so, for, for, like, us, I guess, there are, like, uh, very similar things that we eat. I guess, like, my way of thinking about it is it's not your everyday food, but it's more, you know, Chinese New Year, traditional events. Yeah. Like, what food gets put on the table. Yep. And that means a lot more culturally than mm-hmm. what is served every day. Yeah. What is served every day might be just like some type of Vietnamese thing or Chinese. That's thing. true. Yeah. yeah. But when it comes to like these, you know, events or special days of the year, all this good stuff gets you know brought out. And like, yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. And if I take a photo of that stuff and I chuck it online right now, I swear all the digital people are like they oh, all come out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like oh, I love that. You know? Chai pancakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Nang's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Such a big community. Oh, a strong community. I think. It is very strong. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, how has your life changed since Sydney Food Boy? Oh, it's changed a lot, man. <laughs> I guess the biggest thing is not having as much time as I used to anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was a period of time, like, in this whole process where I was just, like, such a busybody, man. Like, I never did anything else. And then... Uh, Kelly, my girlfriend, made me start watching Korean drama. So <laughs> now we're having fun with that. Nice. So now I'm taking like that. 
Oh, is that the reason why I haven't been doing YouTube videos lately? But... Me time. More <laughs> yeah, me time. That's yeah. important though, like giving your time to just chill out because it yeah. seems like you always just go, 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 planning what's going to come next. Yes. And that can be overwhelming. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's changed, like not having as much time to myself, I suppose. Mm. But my, like to me, in my head, my me time is me creating content. Oh, I love that. You know what that's I mean? Perfect. So mm. like to me, sitting down and just making videos and stuff and writing posts, like that to me is fun. Mm -hmm. Um. I eat a lot of good food now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's changed too. Yeah. Um, every day is something different, which I love. Yeah. You know, um, and even if it's the same food I had two weeks ago, like it's different because I see things differently as, as well now. Mm. Like when I eat food, I don't just eat food and I don't even think about like, you know, you know, is this food good or not? It's like, oh, what can I learn from this food? Mm. And if I'm by myself eating at a restaurant, like just a solo solo date i suppose you could call it yeah it's like oh you know let's what, what can i get out of this experience man that's so good because mm. people are so scared to eat by themselves yeah yeah and i feel like you're just like flipping that on its head and seeing it in such a beautiful way yeah i like that what can i learn from this food yeah i, I really like that yeah i mean you could you could bring that um that thing that way of thinking to everything mm -hmm. really like it doesn't have to be food yeah for me it's food but for you, it might be like creative stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot more intentional for sure. Mm. Which is so cool. Yep. What's next for Sydney Food Boy? Do you have any big goals coming up? I don't know, man. <laughs> That's okay. I, I'm just trying to... What I always have wanted to do is I've always wanted to go overseas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know when it will happen. I don't know how <laughs> I will do it, but I really want to. Even just for like six months. Yeah. And like yeah. seeing whether or not I could just have fun overseas and do this overseas. I don't know if it'll work out, but like that, that would to me would be like a lifelong dream. Yeah. And even if I go for just like three to six months, that dream is complete. Amazing. I think that's yeah. so possible. Yeah. Oh, like you could do it See? next year. That is so <laughs> easy. You take that off next year, yeah. like three months off of work, and yeah. then you can just like yeah. do this. Like career break, we're still young. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's very, very possible. Yeah. Do you have a country that you want to go to? Probably Korea. Mm -hmm. I really like Korea. Yeah. Korea's great. Yeah. I've been twice and it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even like Vietnam. Ooh. Yes. That'd be oh my cool. God. Um, I feel bad because I haven't traveled to like Europe or South America yet, yeah. and I have to, but. I think the, the opportunities in like Korea and Vietnam and just like the amount of food there and like be understanding a bit more about those particular countries and cultures and understanding about, you know, the geographies of each country and how different parts of the cuisine vary depending on which district in the country mm -hmm. you go to. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like just having a bit more of an understanding of that helps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I can definitely see myself, you know, overseas in those countries, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. Right. Watch the space. Yeah. Maybe. Sydney, Sydney Food Boy goes international. International. <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day. Food Boy. <laughs> Just change your alias for like six months. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we've got some dinner table questions for you. Wrap up the. Are we near us. the end already? Yeah, we are. Jesus. <laughs> this has been fast. Yeah. Yeah. It felt fast, eh? <laughs> I think we've gone through all the questions, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Yeah. Is there anything you wanted to touch on or that you want to talk yeah, about? No, not really. I think it's just good for me to sit here and yeah. see you guys again. It's yeah. Been, it's been so long, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to just catch up. Years. Man. It's been years. Yeah. Since Honestly. we've probably had a conversation, right? And then like, just like, hi, bye. Yeah. 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 All right. If you had a day with a friend visiting from overseas, where would you take them? 
Oh. Oh, it depends though. It depends if I'm thinking like Greater Sydney or I'm thinking Southwest Sydney. You can do both. You can do both. <laughs> like, what would you do if they were to be if they were to go to Greater Sydney with you versus Southwest Sydney? Greater Sydney, I think most people that come from overseas, like if I'm being uh, a technical thinker, like they would like to go sightseeing first. So mm-hmm. I'd probably base where I'd take them around those areas first and foremost. And like we're talking food, right? Yeah. Food or non-food doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Ten, ten years ago, I would have taken them to like, oh, this is Eljana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've actually done that before. Like, this is Eljana. Try it. Try it right now. EJ's. Yeah. Even from Melbourne, they're like, uh, you know, they haven't, they don't have Eljana there. Yeah. And yeah. Charcoal chicken and garlic sauce is not very big there. Mm. Yeah, but I think ten years ago I would have done that. Yeah. But now it's just like, oh, like there are a lot of better restaurants for charcoal chicken and just like family-owned ones, which are very cool. Yeah. And. I think I think what I'll do is I'll like make a little list of um, uh, different cuisines that I really love mm-hmm. in Sydney and just take them to the best of each. Mm-hmm. Like ten of my favorite cuisines and what's the best restaurant to try a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um. It depends where they come from, right? Okay. If, yeah. if they come from a part of the world which is not very multicultural, I think that will blow their mind. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If they come from somewhere with where it's uh, multicultural ness is like very big yeah it won't blow their mind as much so i'll probably just take them to like sydney icons yeah, yeah. like food and things that we like plus a little mix of places that we grew up eating mm-hmm. in cabra and surrounds yeah yeah, mm. yeah you could go on a food safari yeah yeah, yeah. food safari is the right word <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool so the next question what do you like to do outside of work and i guess food oh um Normally, normally the question is, what do I like to do out of work? And then I say food. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't choose food. <laughs> I like playing basketball. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm uh, very big on basketball. Yeah. I used to be bigger. Like I used to love watching NBA and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't have much time to do that nowadays, unfortunately. But I still play. You play regularly? Yeah. Yeah. I play um, weekly competition and things like that Amazing. on a team. Yeah. Nice. So we I love, love social that. sports. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need it, man. Yeah. Yeah, you need it. Uh, what else? Oh, I love catching sunrises and sunsets. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were very amazed at the sunset at my apartment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that stuff. I love views, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I like. Yeah, man. It just makes you feel alive, bro. You know. Yeah, like, it makes you some. Yeah, something about sunsets and sunrises where you, it just makes you so like zen and like yeah. you reflect on your life. And You're like, oh, it's a moment of quiet at, yeah. for some reason. Like, everything is going to be just fine. Yeah. There have been a couple of situations where, like, I stop everything to look at the sunset. And then it makes me late for the thing I'm supposed to be at. <laughs> and then Kelly's like, what are you doing, man? Like, hurry up. Watching the sunset. <laughs> I'm watching the, enjoying life. <laughs> I'm watching the sunset, miss. <laughs> what a Hey, nice if that's life. a reason why you're so late, then that, that's a good reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last question. What would your last meal on earth be? Ah, that is a very hard question too. You keep asking me hard questions, man. Uh, it's got to be a bun me. Oh, oh yeah, it's okay. got to be a bun me. That's You're... my favorite food. Wait, do you like a pork roll or do you like a chicken roll? Or the other? You know my death row meal. It's like ten bun me's lined up, <laughs> and each one has a different flavor. I'm like just enjoying myself. Like, yep, yeah, this is great. Oh, you really, you really thought it. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually not surprised with the answer with the amount of bun me yeah. videos that you've done. <laughs> What's the best one you've tried? The absolute best favorite it depends on the the feeling because mm-hmm. um i have a lot of favorites for different feelings 
Um, I'll give you like three or four. So if I want like the most classic one me with, you know, just the typical cold cuts of meat, cha, mm-hmm. I would go probably Marrickville mm-hmm. or Nam Fong in Bankstown. Mm-hmm. I haven't had that one. Yeah. Either. Those are both like really stacked but really good flavour. And they do the classic one exceptionally well, like my, my favourite man. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We have to go. Yeah. I love Alex and Roll, but it's a bit not, I feel like it's not as your classic one me place. Well, that's different. If you if it's you're looking different. for like one that has um, you know, fatty, delicious milk and mouth meat, Alex and Rolls, right? Yeah. Like their stuff is like whoa, you know, you eat that. And it's very non-traditional. Yeah, it's non-traditional. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But that stuff will like, oh, just melt in your mouth. <laughs> oh, so oh my God. God. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I'm looking for, a lot of people are into the crackling pork roll these days. Mm. Crackling pork roll, uh, the best I've had, probably Top Ride has an amazing crackling pork roll. Mm. And uh, Lee's Bakery in Campbelltown also has a great pork roll. Yeah. Huh. So that one, they do their bun me quite non-traditional as well, mm. but they put it on sourdough baguette oh. instead of normal, typical bun me. Yeah. So wow. if you like crunch, like that's a very good crunch, right? Oh <laughs> With God. the roof of your mouth kind of crunch. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and if I want like nemnung, Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Nemlong, yeah. yeah. I'd yeah. probably go to my old local in Karimata, which is Min Hung. So Where's that? that one? That's the one on the in corner. The alley? No, no, that's the one on the corner um, where it says yellow, like hot bread in the oh, big yellow. Oh, next to Vinfat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next to yeah, Vinfat, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Classic. that one does my favorite uh, Nemlong roll for mm. uh, two reasons. One is they use this peanut sauce on top, which is very nice. Mm. Actually, Lee's Bakery does that as well, yeah. like yeah. in a nice way, but this one's obviously close to home and yeah. I've been eating it for a very long time. Yeah. And the second one is how affordable it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. That one is still, in 2022, it's $4. $4, yeah. Wow, still under $5? $4. I'm yeah. And it should be a lot more, to be honest, but I'm like, hey, man, like if I can buy two rolls for eight bucks and... Not you know, complaining. Cheapest yeah. 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 I ain't complaining at all, yeah. No. Wow. Well, you're an expert on the bundle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, we'll have to pop all of this in our show notes for our listeners. Mm. But thank you so much, Kevin, for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed chatting to us. I've definitely enjoyed like just being immersed in you explaining the story and talking about food. Now, like you can tell, you're a food blogger. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, man. It's uh, it's an honor to see you guys like do this as well. Yeah. You know, like who would have thought? Five I, years ago, when we saw each other last, that I'd be a food blogger, you'd be a podcaster, you know. That is oh true. That's cool, yeah. man. It's really cool that we're yeah. all doing this, right? We'll create a side hustle. It's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. fun, man. Like, you know, just seeing you guys, we're all proud of each other. Yeah. All growing up in the same area, too. Yeah. 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 It's Love cool. It. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> we'll obviously put um, Kevin's details in the show notes and everything for those who don't know who he is. Um, go check him out. Thank you again for joining us. And. Please check us out on our Instagram at seatourtable.podcast. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Catch you next time. Thank you, guys. All right, bye. bye.